Everybody, this is your man's the one, and this is Dukes of Football, a BW Sports One original podcast. I know you guys are like, hold on, Dukes of Football. Is it two of you guys? Well, no, it's just one guy this evening. Um, the lion has some issues with cooling today that he had to get taken care of. You know how. We here in the Midwest love our houses to be cool in the late summer months because it gets really, really, really hot. So, um, yeah, it's just the one today. And, you know, I'm not going to keep you guys all too long today. I have some good stuff lined up for uh, the lion and myself. But, um, you know, life goes on. Life happens when you're busy making plans is how we say it here and the wife is not feeling too good today, so I have to uh, I do a little dinner uh, obligations for tonight. So I'm not going to keep you guys too long today. I think I'm just going to go over um, our picks um, for the upcoming week for college and pros. But, man, what an exciting uh, weekend we had of football last week, uh, NCAA Week 2 um and nfl week one man the fireworks did not um hold back at all for both of those uh bodies of football i mean if you look at it if you start with the ncaa side uh i mean the loss of osu uh to oregon without their best two of their best players and then losing their third in the first half of the game on saturday and all, I mean, that's a normally Pac-12 or West Coast team struggle coming coming east, just like they do in the NFL. They they struggle coming east because those games are a little early. You know, I mean, a 12 o'clock game here, you know, virtually for them out west is what a four o'clock game in the morning. So um, you got to look at it. No, eight o'clock. It'd be eight o'clock. <laughs> Be an eight o'clock game for them in the morning. So you got to look at that. That time does translate, even though they've probably been here a couple of days and got used to the sun setting and rising, but it's still uh, something on their bodies. But Oregon was up for the challenge coming to play a noon game in Columbus, one of the hardest places to win uh, for a road team in the shoe. And they came right in there and from the jump was all over the young freshmen. Um, so um, I still think, OSU rebounds. I mean, the Big Ten is a decent conference, but I, I think they're just a step ahead or above uh, most of the other teams. But I am looking forward to that Penn State matchup later on in the year. Uh, let's see what else with college kind of stands out. I mean, it was actually a big kind of weekend for the uh, couple of the conference and the alliance. You know, I mean, the alliance being uh, Pac-12, Big Ten, and the ACC. Uh, we spoke of one matchup. We had Oregon. Uh, beating OSU, but the other uh, major uh, Pac-12 Big Ten matchup that we had over the weekend was um, uh, Michigan and Washington, and Michigan put a nice little 
thumping on them. I'm not yet going to jump all. Well, I'm always on the Michigan bandwagon, but I'm not going to jump right in all the way and be like, oh, this is the year Harbaugh turns it around or anything like that. But things that I've seen in these first two games do give me hope that we might be on a good track. But, you know, as years pass, you know, we start off 3 4 0, and then mm, it goes pretty bad. So, uh, not yet have my all the way in as in thinking this is the big turnaround for the university, but um, it was a dominant showing. Again, they uh, showed their force on the run on the ground. And then, um, but this weekend, I mean, as we come along, we'll see what they got, you know, another week, another uh, winnable game this weekend, and then we'll get really into our conference play. So, uh, and the other uh, thing that has me worried a little bit is one of my final four teams is Notre Dame. Their offensive struggles, um, continue for a second week in a row against really opponents that they shouldn't struggle against. So I uh, look for them to uh, get their offensive woes intact because they do play a, um, a heavy ACC schedule. But I don't think a lot of the teams that they play on that schedule is really going to really challenge. There's going to be a good chance for them to get get ready when they come to Notre Dame, when they come up to uh, Notre Dame, I think if Virginia Tech is on their schedule or something like that. So um, I do think they'll bounce back. <clears throat> but the big question on a lot of people's mind right now for the NCAA is what's going on with USC? What's next for USC? After two games, you fire your head coach. Um, I look at it like this. If you fire your head coach in college after two years, you probably shouldn't have brought him back for that that this upcoming year. Because that meant that anything little deals kind of kind of sounds like they had them on the Bob Knight rules. I mean, any little thing you do, uh, we're going to get rid of you. But not to that magnitude. But if you're going to get rid of a coach in the second game of a college season, um, you probably shouldn't have brought him back for that season. You probably should have went ahead and went a different direction and let those kids figure out if they're going to stay or go. And then you can recruit. The next coach can recruit his kids. And so now these kids are going to be playing. Uh, not really secure in their futures. Um, is it they're going to enter the transfer portal? Or they're going to finish the season or things like that. So um, those are the, the big things that I can see off the headlines in the NCAA. Um, but really all in all, it was a really exciting weekend. You know, we got a lot of the big teams, the big name teams had, I say, off weeks because they played um, like Alabama played Mercer. Georgia played, I think, North Carolina A&T or something crazy like that. So it was kind of like a bye week or a practice week, scrimmage week for a lot of names. But they're going to get back into it uh, this week. So there we got a lot of a lot of good games that scheduled for this weekend. Um, so we'll get to those when we get to these picks. And you might as well, you know, we'll, we'll just go ahead and do um, our NCAA picks now. So we got – uh doc sports ncaa picks of the week brought to you by doc sports text bw sports one to two nine zero zero excuse me two nine zero two two and receive your free uh sixty dollar picks all right so we'll get into our doc sports uh picks uh first one up we have first game we have twin uh number 22 ranked auburn going to number 10th ranked Penn State. Another one of those conference, uh, interconference matchups. 
Uh, this one's a big one. You know, I mean, this is against the SEC and the new form of the Lions. You know, it's like the Lions, I gotta say it like it's the Avengers, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Lions assemble. <laughs> but um, if you look at it, uh, it should be a pretty good matchup. Um, Auburn is at the tail end of the uh, way too early, as the, the Lion likes to call it, the way too early um, polls. So um, then they travel Penn State, which is really hard to win in Happy Valley. And this Penn State team is really good. So this matchup should be um, one to watch. So um, DeLion, his pick is Penn State 33-24. Mine is Penn State 24-22. So both of us went with Penn State on this one to represent the Big Ten and this mat, this intercollegiate, this interconference matchup between the SEC and the Alliance. So I think this would be a pretty good one. This my Auburn does tend to play a little bit more of the old school uh Big Ten style of football where they are doing a lot of running, but they do mix in the play action and things like this. So this would be a pretty, pretty good name, a pretty good game to watch. And plus Penn State's coach uh, his name is being rumored to go west to this open USC job. So we'll see how this how this turns out. So we go to game number two. Uh, NCAA game number two, we got number one, Alabama, and number 11, Florida. Always a wonderful matchup. Always a wonderful matchup when it comes to these two SEC opponents. I mean, we've seen matchups with Emmitt Smith, Danny Warfel, uh, Matt Jones. Uh, I mean, just great games when it comes to Florida and Alabama. Tim Tebow, when uh, Alabama was number one, you know, Florida's first national championship come with beating Alabama in the uh, SEC championship game. So this one is not going to be anything shy of pretty, pretty awesome. Um, Alabama's young quarterback has had his test game. And his throwaway game as in his bye week, so to speak, with them playing Marshall to get, you know, a couple more uh, continuity with the receivers and the office and things like that. So when you go into um, Gatorville, it's like I like to call it, uh, when you go down to to, um, Gainesville and play the Gators, it's going to be it's going to be a good one in Alabama. I mean, Florida's got a really good offense, a nice young quarterback. I think they play a dual quarterback where they got one who is heavy run but can pass, and one who's uh, like a precision passer who has athletic ability. So, which both do give Alabama defenses a little issues, but Alabama has probably one of the best defenses Nick Saban has had since he's been there. So, I think that. Alabama is going to win this one 37-21, and it looks like the Lion agrees with me, and he goes with Alabama uh, 30. So um, we, and again, I'll post our picks um, on the page and on Twitter page so that you guys can see them when you go through your matchups uh, later on uh, this weekend as you're doing your picks and watching your games. Um, let's see. We go to the NCAA game. NCAA game. Let's see. We have uh upset game. The Lion takes Michigan State over Miami. I think Miami is ranked 22nd. 
Uh, Michigan State has looked very well in their first two games. Um, again, a team that has fallen off with a little bit of scandal uh, behind the scenes, but they got a new coach, a new mind state, um, a new attitude, and they're looking pretty well as of right now. So this will be um, a pretty good game to watch. Again, another one of those uh, interconference games, but this one is inside the alliance with the Big Ten and uh, the ACC. So um, my game that I picked for the upset game, which means that he's taking Michigan State over Miami. Um, I'm going with Virginia over North Carolina with my uh, upset game. Virginia 2-0, playing quality football. Uh, North Carolina even it up after uh, not starting out the gates real well uh, with their big out-of-conference matchup. Uh, so this one to be a good test to see if Carolina can't get back to that um, where they should be in the topper part of the ACC competing with a title with Clemson, with both of them having one loss. So uh, Miami mixed in there as well, if they can hold out. Um, let's see, but Virginia right now, who is sitting at the top of the ACC at 2-0, um, has a very balanced game with passing and running. Um, I think they're a little weak on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary, but we'll see how they go. But I like them to take out North Carolina in the upset. Uh, duh, 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 duh. So there you have that one. And we go to our NCAA money games for the week. We'll start with the Lion. Um, his game is number 19, Arizona State, over 23, BYU. Um, the line is ASU, negative three and a half. The over-under is 51. I like the Lions pick on this. I was high on Herm Edwards and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, hey, you got to play the game. You got to <laughs> – I love it. Dad does it the best. You got you play to win the game. So I do like that, that upset pick there for the Lions when it comes to um, his upset pick of the week. Now we're going to switch over to my upset pick. I like uh, – no, this is – sorry, money game. This is our money game. Um, I like the Nebraska at Oklahoma uh, money game. The line, OU, negative uh, 22. Um, the over-under 61 and a half. Me, personally, I would probably take the 22 – um, Nebraska, again, Frost is not having those guys where they should. I'm thinking it's going to be his last year there. Um, it's not even a fair matchup. Um, I think they're being nice with the 22, but I think they do it. But I'm not sure about the 61, so I'll probably take uh, the, the, the line bet, but probably take the under when it comes to that one. So let's throw you a... Let's throw us a quick commercial and then we'll come back and give you my um, give you our NFL pick.
Let's see. Uh, we just went through our NCAA uh, spotlight points and our game, Doc Sports Picks game, Doc Sports Picks games of the week. Um, now we'll jump over to the NFL side of things. Oh, by the way, before we get into that, I want to throw a shout out to um, general manager owner Amy Myers of the Indiana Tornadoes. You guys put up a great big fight this past weekend um, in the uh, championship game. Uh, you guys won the South Division playing against the Fort Wayne uh, Wolverines who won the North Division. Very, very hard fought game. Um, both teams came out there and gave it all. We just fell a little short. I think the final game was the final score was 18 16 uh, for that championship, uh, that championship plaque trophy. So it was uh, great to watch. Um, sorry about the outcome. Wasn't what we expected, but, you know, they it's a good team. So I feel that they have a big future ahead. And shout out to all those guys out there for a job, a season well done. All right, let's get into uh, a little NFL. Uh, there was some things. I mean, it was the first week, man. There was a lot going on. Like, um, the funny thing about it to me is the Cowboy fans are excited about losing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it there. But, no, I was impressed with um, with Dak. You know, um, I don't think I was skeptical of Dak. I was just skeptical of the fact that if you not played or taken a snap for 18 months and you didn't do any free uh, preseason work, anything like that because of the injury, but he came out, he threw the ball well, I think over 400 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns, looked pretty well. It's just uh, the same issue that I think has plagued Dallas for the last couple of years has not been their offense, has been their defense. And once again, they did it again. And I think time management, coaching has something to do with this. Mike McCarthy, I think he had a lot to do with this loss to Dallas, took today because they should have won the game. You know, you can't have, you can't get three turnovers and still lose the game. That's That's bad business. So I look at it, you know, at the time management at the end of that game. You know, you got Tom Brady on the other side. He's got, what, 48 before last night, before Monday night or uh, before Thursday night, had 48 um, fourth quarter comeback wins. So why do you leave him over a minute to go when you only have to get in the field goal range? So what does Tom do? He marches right down the field as the GOAT does, gets him in field goal range, and you lose. So, yeah, I got to put a little bit of that on Mike McCarthy for, for bad time management. But um, I will say, as as you Cowboy fans, you should be excited about your offense, but you should be very worried about your defense. And I do think that somebody else just got hurt as well off that defense. So, um, yeah. Uh, but the big thing, you know, well, the second uh, thing I'd like to say when it comes to the NFL uh, the Bears um, should have figured it out already in preseason, but now you should know week one. Uh, Bears should be starting Justin Fields. Um, I don't know what the holdup is. Figure it out. Get him in the game. Simple as that. But the most exciting thing of this weekend, you know, I mean, it's not the five sacks from the Cardinals. I'm sorry. That's a great move, but it's not that. It's the turnaround play of Jameis Winston, you know, Mr. Crab Legs. You know, I'm going to start stop calling him that, you know I mean? He it looks like there's a maturity in him. You see a different, older look in his eyes. His mannerisms are a little different. Maybe sitting behind Drew Brees, learning how to do professionally, how Sean Payton in this organization does it. But whatever it is, 
Uh, Jameis Winston, I think he's fully 100% bought off. I wasn't really so much looking at the five touchdowns or the great air it out pass that he threw. I was looking more of the things that caused him problems in the past, you know, throwing away passes, uh, not taking sacks or taking sacks when it's the right time to take sacks. I, lo- I watched all that evolution in that particular game. Um, so I liked it. I like what's going on. Another big test for them this weekend. Um, but I like Jameis and his in his his way to move forward. Uh, last point that I got for the NFL. I mean, who was the biggest winner? I guess that could have been my karma question of the week that I just really neglected to do. Um, <laughs> I didn't neglect it. I just thought about it right now. I didn't have anything that was jumping up. Hey, what up, Mike? I didn't have anything that was just jumping right at me. So I didn't do a karma question. But so we'll double up next week. I'll have one for college and I'll have one for NFL. But really, who was the biggest winner this week? Was it the Eagles? Uh, I mean, the Steelers beating uh, the Bills on the road, you know, I mean, scoring 20 points, 20 unanswered points to take the lead in the second half. Or was it the Eagles, you know, with uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, who's gotten a lot of people digging on him, dogging on him all summer. Not really dogging on him, but just more of the offense, you know, I mean, and the lack of and their deep and their offensive line. So was it their win that was very impressive? Or was it the Texans who did nobody know Tyrod Taylor, including myself, was the quarterback? So with their win that they had. So I'm I'm really asking who had the biggest win. Uh me, as you can see, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who I thought had the biggest win. I mean, that was amazing, you know, going to Buffalo, who was one of uh the the favorites to win, um, or favorites to challenge. Uh, Kansas City for the AFC title. That was a big win for us on the road. And it's going to come up later in the year when it comes down to wild card stuff. So both were huge wins, but Pittsburgh gets more impressive. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. That is that is love, my friend. That is love. <laughs> Arizona to throttle Tennessee. That was surprising. That was surprising. Um, I probably might have picked it, but I think I would have stuck with Tennessee. Uh, but I didn't see Arizona doing exactly that. But the five sacks has a lot to do with it. You know what I mean? You stop Derrick Henry and you put him in a, a situation to throw. Uh, Tannehill, I don't think he's really yet comfortable with Julio and all of those weapons that are just added. But I have to just wait to the cold months. Wait to the cold months when the Derrick Henry factor really becomes an issue. Uh, but great win for the Cardinals. So, um, and the Texans, man, it's a good win. It might be the only win that you get this, <laughs> might be the only win you get this season. So, take it, love it, rail in it. You know what I mean? So, I agree, Mike. I'm going with um, the Steelers as the bigger winner. So, let's go ahead and jump into our Doc Sports. Pick our uh, Doc Sports NFL picks of the week again. Brought to you by Doc Sports. Text BW Sports one two two nine zero two two for your sixty dollars free picks. So game one NFL. We got Saints. We got Panthers. Uh, great game. Uh, we talked about what Winston did last week. We did not get into what the Panthers did with McCaffrey and um. I don't know if you got the man's name quarterback that was at the Jets last year, that uh, Darnold, Sam Darnold, 
went to Carolina. Boy, he felt uh, they say it wasn't a revenge game or bad blood game, but you know, you always go back and play that old team. He's got a little extra to it. Um, and he proved that. And when you got a guy like McCaffrey behind you doing uh, just, just an amazing, amazing player. Um, I think if he wasn't hurt last year, he'd be higher on that hundred, hundred top 100 list. So uh, this is going to be a really good one. It's in Panthers. Hey, Michael, since you're watching, did you see the the new CGI Carolina Panther theme that they did where he comes in, jumps on the field, jumps on the scoreboard, tears the flag and come down? That's some cool stuff. I like it. But it's not going to be enough. Jameis Wisdom, Alvin Cabrera, they all go into um, – where the hell is it going to, into Charlotte? In there in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the Lion takes the Saints 31-23. Uh, the one takes the Saints 27-14. Good game. Good game. Uh, game two, we have Bills, Dolphins. This one's going to be a good one as well. Bills uh, have, a, have a chip. They lost the game they were supposed to win. They're going down to a very exciting Tua Tagovailoa um, and his old college buddy receiver that they are reunited down there in Dolphin Land. But I don't. Uh, Dan is so high on uh, Miami's defense and their secondary. I do like it, but the Bills are a little angry right now, and I think they're going to press the issue with running the ball this particular game. So I am going to go with the Bills 31-10, and the Lion is going to go with the Bills 27-23. Let's see. Yep, Michael's going to stick with the, with the Saints 34-21, and he's going with the Bills 17-13. I like the way this Michael guy thinks. I bet Mike actually drives a Tesla. I believe he does. <laughs> he probably does it, but he does. Well, we will if you do your retweet of Elon Musk's thing on our Twitter page with the five, four, four cars, the four models. Uh, was all through September. Still got time to do it. Retweet it, retweet it. Try to get it retweeted because I would really like um, the SUV Tesla. I love it. I love it. It's like one of my favorite things to look at since I can't fit in a Corvette unless I get rich and modify it. And yeah, it's not looking pretty good for the kid. <laughs> All right, let's move it on. We'll go to our upset game, NFL upset games. Uh, the Lion is going with the Titans over the Seahawks. So I think he's filling the bounce back game of Henry and Tannehill and those guys going out West to take on the Seattle Seahawks, who looked really good. Russell Wilson did look really good. I'm pretty sure his wife looked way better wearing the Super Bowl ring at the Met Gala. I'm not even going to get it. I might have to do a fashion show, a sports fashion show, so we can talk about some of these outfits that these people wore at the Met Gala. Um, Russell Westbrook looked way better than he did. Uh, the previous night with the skirt thing, um, kilt. I don't know if you go kilt, I'll probably jump on board. I'd rock a kilt. I don't care. A Michigan kilt, I'll do it all day. 
But when you get to flirting with the dress skirt type deal, it has to be kilty. So um, and then if you saw Osaka, oh, my Lord, she touched into her heritage all the way. I couldn't really get can really get behind the little thing she had going on. It almost looked like the Hunger Games type stuff. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to knock her hustle. You know what I mean? She's a cute little Haitian Asian girl. That was not cool. My bad. But she is Haitian, man. She's Asian. So, I mean, I guess I'm telling the truth. Uh, Michael says, get back to it. Uh, Seahawks. He's got Seahawks 35-17 over, ten, over uh, Tennessee. So, Looks like we disagree there. Mm, don't like it, Michael. Don't like it. Not a big deal. All right. So he went there. Um, I went with the Eagles over the 49ers. Uh, Mr. Delia would actually love to hear me say I'm picking the Eagles to do something. Hey, I like what I love what I saw with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Uh, I was more impressed with what they did on defense. Um, I really don't. I'm, I'm not really a big Big on with San Francisco this year. I think, I think the Eagles have a really good shot of going out west and taking care of uh, the Eagles. Put a little pressure on Garoppolo, force them to put in Trey Lance, uh, who is hasn't really impressed me at all. So, um, but who am I? I'm just a guy talking on the mic. That's it. But uh, I like the Eagles over the uh, 49ers. Mike likes the Eagles too. I like it, Mike. You're quickly moving up my favorite person's list. <laughs> um, let's go to our NFL money game. NFL money game. Let's see. I did not put it up, but I'll tell you what the Lions pick was. We'll just put his name up there too. You know what? I want to put a little picture of a, a the Lion right here. I wonder if I can do that on my uh, little banner work. Let me play with that for a little bit. That sounded terrible. I apologize. Uh, let's see. Let's get back to business. The Lion says Arizona State. I think we talked about that. No, he didn't give me. Oh, here it is. Let's look on the notes. Dumbass. <laughs> He's got the Bengals uh, plus three over the Bears. I like it. I like it. I like the Bengals. I like what Joe Burrows, uh, Burrows, uh, I like his game. He looked good at LSU uh, the year before. Uh, before he got hurt last year, I thought he looked good. The biggest thing is the Bears have Khalil Mack. He's a little angry. Um, and the Bengals don't block well for their quarterbacks. So uh, we should see how this turns out. I do like the pick, but I would have to stick with uh, the Bears on – uh, on that one, but eh, I like it. Let's see, but that's not that. That's for money, so eh, if it's low plus three, yeah, yeah, I think I like what he picked. I'm going to go with him. I'm going to ride with him. I'm going to ride with him. I'm a rider. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with the Falcons and the Buccaneers. The line is Tampa Bay 13, and the over-under is 52. I'm going to take um, – I'm going to take the cover. I think Tampa Bay covers, and I'm not going with the 52. So I think they cover, and I think it goes under the 52. Uh, Bengals in a route. Ooh, I like it. Bengals in the route. So you say their secondary 
uh, won't hold up fast enough for him to get the ball off before Khalil Mack can get to him. That's what I'm thinking you're saying. I like it. I like it. Not bad. All right. So, really, there you have it. Like I said, I didn't want to keep you guys long today. Just wanted to go make sure you guys got our picks. You know, the line and our pick, we probably should be telling these. Lucky these are recorded, and I can go back and view and see where we pick. But we don't really care. This is for fun. So uh, you got our picks. Talked a little bit about what was going on with the NCAA and the NFL. And we gave our shout-outs to the Indiana Tornadoes and their uh, pretty good season this year, falling short in the championship game. So there you have it. I got to start getting into baseball because it is the end of middle end of September going to October, which is the best time to watch baseball because it is playoff time. Teams are fighting to get to it. Kershaw is back and he looked pretty good on the mound. Um, Tani's probably going to win MVP with the things that he's doing behind the mound and behind the plate, even though Vlad Grills got better has the triple crown numbers. I don't know. The Angels seem to always have the best player, but suck. You know, Mike Trout. How many have the best player in baseball and not make the playoffs ever? Maybe they want to change the MLB playoffs, or how about you just get better? I don't know. Just saying. Bryce Harper was good. Bruce Harper, we like to call him Bruce. Bruce Harper was best player for a minute, and Philly never – I mean, the Nationals never got anywhere – Mike Trout was just killing it, but the Angels never got anywhere. And back to Otani, I don't know. I don't like it. Ooh, I guess I hit the button. But anyway, that's what I got to do. I got to get prepared for that. And we still have about a couple of weeks away or about a month or so away before we get back into regular shows with Big Storm and I for the state of basketball. But uh, you know, we're going to start throwing stuff at you here and there. So there you have it. That's all I got. Uh, if you're looking to do business with us, get get a product that you want advertised along our vast uh, followers on all of our social media networks, or you just want to see your face on the show, just hit us up. Info.pwsports1 at gmail.com or hit the website. Check us out on YouTube. Um, on Twitter, on IG. I think Dan even does the TikTok. You know, I can't get into the TikTok. But check us out, man. You hit us on the website. We got a lot of things going on. You know, we hit the track. We got the racing. We got the fighting. Dan and Michael are blowing it up right now with the um, the bare knuckles things. You know, Dan just came back from, uh, from um, down in Miami for the BYB, the triangle, man. If you haven't checked out that triangle-shaped ring and this bare knuckles, man, it is awesome. And, ooh, I heard about the fighter's friend. Uh, Michael said the fighter's friend's got him feeling pretty good. That is our good friend, Brendan Mallow. Uh, Brendan Lambert uh, down and in Miami with his CBD alternatives, the fighter's friend. Check him out. He'll get you doing real good. We got our other good friend down there, uh, Britain. I think her name is with uh, uh, Be Legit, I think it's. I don't know. I'm pretty bad at this stuff. I should write it down. You know what? I don't have to write it down because it's right here on my notes. Be Lit Organics. That's what I was trying to say the first time. Don't hate me, Britt. It's not my fault. I'm a black guy. 
that has absolutely nothing to do with it. But anyway, uh, just hit us up. Uh, that's all I got. I will see you guys uh, in the future. So look out, I say about Friday, I'll go ahead and repost our picks again. For no, can't do it Friday because we got NFL games on Thursday. So I'll post our NFL picks again tomorrow. Um, and then I'll do our college games on Saturday. So you guys remember that's all I got. I will check you guys later. I am the one. I gotta go. I got shit to do. And yeah, that's it. Holla. I'm keeping Indy Sporty. Get at me. <laughs> <laughs>